Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Inside the Studio, presented by iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Joe Levy. If you are in need of a shot of energy or some inspiration, you have come to the right place. Because Cat Cunning... The guest on this episode of the home edition of the show has plenty of both to offer. Kat's recent single is called Supernova, and it's subtitled Tiger's Blood, which you may feel you've been enjoying some of if you put it on and dance around your living room, which I both highly recommend and will not admit to having done. Yeah, I did it. The home edition of the show is all about letting you inside the creative process of musicians during lockdown. And Kat talked with our quarantine correspondent, Jordan Runtog, about why, as a dancer turned musician, they love finding rhythm within melody. Kat also offered Jordan some advice on how to get over his fear of dancing, which comes down to deciding that looking stupid is cool and just wiggling around. I think we can all agree these are words to live by. So if you enjoy this episode, be sure to check out the iHeartRadio podcast that Jordan hosts when he's not not dancing. It's called Rivals, Music's Greatest Feuds, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody. My name is Jordan Runtog, but enough about me. My guest today is an actor, singer, songwriter, performer, dancer. It's hard to think of things they're not good at. You've seen them on The Deuce with James Franco and also the Netflix series Trinkets. 
but their emotionally raw dance anthems like Broken Heart and Stay on the Line earned them one-to-walk status from the BBC. Their relentless new single, Supernova, Tiger's Blood, is out now, and their first EP is on the way. I'm so happy to welcome Kat Cunning. Kat, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. How does life in uh, lockdown find you today? I mean, to be honest, it's a roller coaster, but it's also kind of great. I kind of love lockdown. I was always going to say, you do a million different things. Has quarantine given you a chance to like catch your breath or are you still finding yourself pretty busy? It's definitely given me a bit of a chance to catch my breath. Like I'm, I'm still busy. I still have projects. I'm still writing and stuff, but it's like cut in half at least. And it's been really nice to catch up with my emotional life. I sort of think of lockdown as like adult daycare. Your only job is to get through the day. (laughs) And I like be real. A lot of my like songwriting comes from childhood memories and stuff when you just had the time to take in the day. So I think this is pretty valuable, except for, you know, all the tragedy that comes with it. I was going to say, are are you more of a homebody? Like, do you get your inspiration more from from looking inward than looking outward? I do. I think that most people find that pretty surprising because I am very outgoing and I'm very, very, um, People ignite me. Like, I like to say that when I'm around people, they they charge my battery and I get like, I can't help but be responsive to people. You know what I mean? And that's why I love performing because there's a real connection there and it puts so much life in me and and I kind of can't stop. It's hard to get me to leave a party. But that being said, I have to make (laughs) myself uh, spend time with myself because I am really, there's a really big side of me that's introverted and that's where most of my art comes from. And now you're a dancer, which I emphatically am not. In fact, I've been dumped on the dance floor because I am so bad of a dancer. But I'm told that dancing is very rhythm-based. Does does your dancing training factor in your songwriting at all? Do, do you like focus on a strong beat first and go from there? Or does it not really overlap? Actually, I think that I'm a total anomaly. I think you're right to ask that question, but I've always felt more comfortable dancing to stuff that doesn't like sort of give me a beat. I love to hear a rhythm within a melody and like to surprise myself a little bit. So stuff that's really beat heavy or like dance music, for example, is actually harder for me to get into because it's just like you want to jump up and down to it. And that's kind of all you see in here. I really like stuff that's like sort of groovy or imaginative. Like James Blake is honestly my favorite thing to dance to. There's just all these like production treats that make me just want to dance forever and be in my feels. Um, But that being said, my relationship to time with music does really influence my writing. What are you working on now that um, now that you're sort of in in itself imposed sort of like a much smaller workshop, shall I say, just sort of your home? A little residency. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Has that has that impacted the way that you approach? writing? Yeah, although strangely, um, I think, you know, writing and music is actually fairly new for me because it had spent most of my life dancing. And I think my first round of writing was super introverted, introverted and super personal Um, because the nature of going into a studio with a person you've never met before and also having like a lifetime of things to say come out in one session just felt very personal and vulnerable to me. And so that whole first round was just like, yeah, uh, really intimate. And now that I'm at home writing and I've spent a little more time, I actually feel like I'm catching up to my life's experience having gotten to perform on stage and see what like... um, what performing a pop song for 2000 people can feel like. So I'm weirdly like allowing myself to write bigger, poppier songs now that I'm at my house alone. It's it's really backwards. I guess it takes the pressure off though. It's not that person there that you have to like actually, you can, it's much easier to imagine these things. I, I imagine at least than actually have to like sing what you said, like your, your emotions and your, your past feelings and traumas to this other person there with 
always recording equipment and headphones on and very, I imagine, sterile as opposed to being in your nice home and it's something that you can just build up from the ground up there. Yeah, and also kind of feeling like the stakes are lower. Like some of our best, some of our favorite pop songs are literally just about feeling happy or sad, you know what I mean? And I, <laughs> I've just been able to like expect nothing when going into a Zoom session and then like write a song that I really love and want to dance to. Or maybe it just has to do with having the time and rest in order to have a lot of energy go into a song instead of having to like fit it into a tour schedule. You know what I mean? Between shoots, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm like catching up to myself and some of the things that I've always said I wanted to do are just like happening in my sessions right now. Like the whole first iteration, like I said, is like ballads that we speed up. Like they were all written with one instrument. (laughs) Um, Me and Justin Parker could write ballads all freaking day. But now I feel like a couple of the songs I've written recently feel like the Justin Timberlake that I've always wanted to be. And I'm excited. Yeah, get some of that like Neptune's vibe on it. Yeah, because there's like, there's... I feel like there are really two parts of me as an artist. And one of them is like, I'm a warrior and I'm out there and I'm willing to be vulnerable and brave and say the thing that's hard to say. But then the other side of me is like, I really just want to dance and be ratchet and like move my butt. <laughs> and I need to, I need to make a body of work that somehow is cohesive and does both of those things. Well, you said warrior. That leads me into, I want to talk to you about Supernova, the song and the video. The video is absolutely stunning. Uh, and you are this this Thank warrior you. figure. You are a, a knight in shining armor in a way. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what that song means to you and how the video sort of expresses that. I mean, the video was like really a dream come true to collaborate on. I've, I When I got the treatments for Supernova from all of the directors that submitted, I was just crying because I was like, this is a side of me that's never been validated that I somehow was capable of articulating through the songwriting and through my own like mini treatment for the video and to have three people who are so good at what they do, right? Really, really great treatments. I could have picked any of them showing me as the prince in my own story after living a whole life of being told like you could never be masculine. If you tried, you're the epitome of femininity. You're a pinup girl. Like all of these things that have like, I felt been imposed on me. It was really cool to like actively Yes, like have my very same female body, but put it in this context that felt really strong and just like felt like me and felt like I was seen. And the song itself is not just an expression of masculinity. It's an expression of my role in love. I feel like when I am starting to fall in love with someone, I feel like I'm so freaking powerful. And, I, and the song is also like to laugh at myself, too. It's like the, the lyric, Tiger's Blood, is a shout out to Charlie Sheen. And how he's in his interviews and he's like, he's like, I got tiger's blood in me. I can do anything. I got tiger's blood. I'm like, no, those are drugs, bro. (laughs) And so for me, um, the song is sort of about how love is a drug that makes me feel willing to do anything for somebody. And it makes me feel like a prince and a warrior, even if all I have to offer is that sentiment alone. But yeah, I I wrote it for a girl who was sort of breaking my heart. And uh, I knew that she wasn't going to be able to be a good partner to me, but I was just falling. And I wrote it on a day she was not texting me back. (laughs) And the whole vocal is from the demo that day on a pretty shitty mic. I mean, there are like background harmonies and stuff that I did later. But the whole lead is from the day I wrote the song. And a lot of my songs end up being that way because I feel like when the words are fresh... I get out of my own way when it comes to thinking technically about how to sing and I just say the words and the words are the most important part to me. Um, And there are like little treats in the song too, like the lyric, so you be the dagger that I don't pull out. That is a way of saying, obviously, like I'm willing to let you kill me, which is a very Romeo 
aesthetic and or break my heart. But it also, one of the really special nights with this girl, I got a tattoo impulsively and it's of a dagger. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that's in the video too, right? You getting a tattoo? Yeah, it's a, yeah. And I'm very happy to say that I told her I was putting this song out and she said she liked it. <laughs> so that's good. I mean, I, so I, I imagine you you are a romantic. Do you agree with the with the old saying, it's better to have loved and lost than never, never loved at all? Yeah, that's totally what the song's about. And I think that like culturally right now, I think we're in a, a moment of reckoning where we're realizing that we need to stand up for what we care about and some things need to change. Like this whole pandemic has given us a social chance to catch up with ourselves and what our values are. But prior to that, I think everybody was a little overworked. And uh, I feel like the statement of our culture and our generation right now, if the Romans were romantic and willing to do anything for love, we're kind of like zannied out. <laughs> and it's like not cool to care. I'm just like so extra. Maybe this is all a def- a, my defense statement for doing anything for love. But I just I think it's worth it to care. I think it's worth it to look dumb, worth it to look foolish. Like there's so much on the other side of trying for what you believe in. And that's also what pop music is to me. When I was a kid, I used to frown on pop music. I was like, oh, that's so crazy. They're so intense. Like, really? Oh, my God. And now I realize there's so much courage in not acting like you're too smart for something and, and saying exactly what you need to say and not an extra word more than that, you know? What did you listen to as a kid? Oh, man, it's all over the place. And I also, like, had a lot of illegally downloaded music and mixtapes. So I know that half of the songs that really influenced me, I'm, I don't even remember which artists they were. But I was kind of like, as a young kid, I was really into country, which I think is coming back full circle in terms of my appreciation for lyric. I'm not super into the country aesthetic in the pop world, but I really appreciate that they're always really thorough stories and really simple lyrics. And then I got really into indie cool stuff. Like I was into stuff like Neutral Milk Hotel and Bright Eyes. Oh yeah. Because Bright Eyes is another great example of somebody who's just like always vulnerably telling a story and having like really intentional lyrics. And then when I went to college, I like discovered soul and R&B and like, and prior to that through dance classes, I was really inspired by the Justified album. I danced to that album for like every jazz class and it definitely changed my life, like fully. Cry Me A River is like one of my favorite songs ever. And then yeah, the introduction of like soul and R&B kind of totally changed my life. I thought I wanted to do that fully. And then I had discovered pop covering pop in a dance company and realized that when I sing a pop song, it sounds totally different. And that was my realization that I had an end to these songs, that they're just really freaking good songs that can live with a million different aesthetics. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. 
The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting back to what you were saying earlier about sort of like being the prince in your own story, I loved your song Broken Heart, which, I mean, it, it challenges this, this idea where, you know, I feel like women in culture are, are portrayed and obviously usually sort of praised for being this fragile and naive. And then you have the song Broken Heart where it's like, I, I, I'm not a China doll, but we all have scars and a broken heart. I thought that was a really powerful message. Just wanted to ask you more about that song because I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. That song also just like flew out of me, but it did come from a totally different side of things. So like most of my writing experiences have been more on the Justin Parker side of things where I'm in the studio, he's making a lick on the piano and I'm just like fully writing a lyric and feeling my feelings. I wrote Broken Heart with John Martin and Michelle Zutron in Sweden. And there, it was totally different. Like I walked into their studio and everything was like leopard print and like neon. And it was just like so poppy. And they were just like playing the chords and jumping up and down. And it was just so fun. And the lyric came out of me just really quickly. And it was definitely more rhythm based and less like super personal story based. But I was like, I love singing this. And the song itself in the verses is about like seeing someone in a bar and encouraging them to get up out their chair and dance, which has been a theme in my real life experiences with people I date because I just really love to dance. And I think everyone can dance. That's the other thing I love about writing a sort of dance song is like, get out there and do whatever is weird. But I do want to know, what were you talking about getting dumped on the dance floor? <laughs> I am. I, mean, I was going to ask you about this. I am absolutely petrified of dancing. I, I don't know what it is. If it's just, I feel inhibited. I'm worried. I, it's this classic thing. You're worried you're going to, I don't know what to do. I want to see the list of things that it's expected. What are my options? Yeah. Right. Like, I just, I just feel like I'm going to look stupid. I don't know what to do. I need, you know, I, I got to go yeah. home and work on this for six weeks before. And then by that <laughs> point, the moment's passed, you know? So. Yes. I think the main thing is deciding that looking stupid is cool. <laughs> what is the stupidest thing you could do? Just It's all just your limbs and a torso and a head. Like, you can't go wrong unless you're, I don't know, hurting yourself. Like, 
Just wiggle around, shake a leg, do your thing. <laughs> There's no right way. Oh, I do you, do you like David Byrne? Yeah, I do. From Talking Heads. I um, was lucky enough to speak to him once and I asked him like, you know, I I can't dance, but you are like kind of one of my dance heroes because you just totally do your own thing and you look so weird. And I was asking him that too. Like, what do you, how do you get to that place mentally? I just can't let go. And he kind of said the same thing. Yeah. I was revisiting a Tommy York video the other day and I was like, you're such a freak. I love it. Also just, I think the main thing when dancing, don't put your, if you're afraid to dance, don't put yourself in a situation on a dance floor at a club first, put a track on in your house and like as a free dance lesson really quick (laughs) here's one motivator just think of your joints as having a texture are your joints liquid or are your joints crackers and just play with them just get yourself to move without thinking about whether you look cool or not it's fun you know oh i've never heard that yeah (laughs) i just blew your mind yeah no seriously that's like no i mean (laughs) well yeah the, the the whole the whole dumping thing that was like 15 years old, I'd say, like the winter ball in high school. Aww, kind of. that's so, adorable. Like, so, you know. I, so you're scarred. I, I, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, very much scarred. We all have scars in our broken heart. Right, I was, was going to say, that's why that song resonated with me so much, obviously. <laughs> I love it. Well, another one of my favorite songs of yours, For the Love, such a powerful song. I mean, again, so many, it's a through line in so many of your songs. I mean, there's nothing more important than love and such a brave song, too. I mean, it really did come from such a, a personal place. What's that song mean to you? Can you tell me a little bit about where that came from? Yeah. For the Love is another one that I just wrote with Justin Parker while he was just getting things ready. And I just wrote the whole song in like 10 minutes quietly. I love it when people leave me alone in the studio. Cause like sometimes you get into a session and people are like, how are you? Do you like this? Cool, cool, cool. And I literally just like, bye. And I write the lyric and then I come back with it. And this one just fell out of me. I guess it was a story that I needed to tell. I tend to take like 10 years to process something and then it just comes out in a poem. Um, But (laughs) this song is about my coming out story growing up as someone who was really conservative and religious, but then my mom came out as gay before me. It's like a very circular sort of money story that is easiest to express through a poem, actually. Basically, I then, I came out years later after judging her for her life choices and understood her a lot better and appreciate her so much more for living her own life and doing what she needed to do instead of, quote unquote, putting her kids first, you know, holding back for an image or for convenience. And then the second half of the story that's pretty heartbreaking is that My mom's partner, who she was with for 11 years, passed away due to cancer. And that happened the day before gay marriage became legal in New York. And that was one of my first summers in New York and one of my first pride parade experiences. So it was just really a story of how like tragedy and love and growth are are always connected. And yeah, the bridge, uh, I've known love that's wider than the space in the middle where it's painted red. That was meant to show that the world is so conservative. I know love that's stronger than that. And I believe that fear is weaker than love. Just like the magazine read, shouting out the magazine that influenced me when I was little, which I don't, I think that part's kind of hard to explain, but basically I saw a magazine clipping when I was little, that was a religious magazine clipping that I held onto for a really long time. And I was really religious at the time, but it was actually sort of secular. It was literally just about how like God's love is stronger than your fear. And It was cool to tie that back in the end of the song, although I had grown from those beliefs and although I had seen so much pain and tragedy and change, that sentiment was true. I appreciate having that in the song because it's about how everything goes together. It was cool to realize and cool to say that um, coming from a place where 
I was so religious and then growing through all this life and that, that religious sentiment still really spoke to me. And that was a way for me to say that I understand that people come from all different types of backgrounds. And I hope that we all can appreciate each other and educate each other and get closer and closer to mutual acceptance. That's a beautiful message. I saw that you were at Pride this year. It must have been a different kind of Pride this year in the middle of a pandemic. How, how was that, though? Well, it wasn't the corporate Pride. I have to look up the exact title. I can't remember right now, but it was amazing. It was I will never go to corporate Pride again. It was just people going out and protesting and there were no frills. There was no Yahoo float. And um, yeah, it was really beautifully organized and respectful, given that it's a pandemic. And then at the end of the parade there was a huge police breakout and people were being maced and cop cars were getting knocked down. And it was so crazy that they couldn't spend one day letting us have this token of a, of a parade. Like it was so amazing that you rip the um, veneer off of it, the like corporate approval veneer, they had to show their true colors. It was really scary. And given everything with black lives matter and everything, people were kind of organized and well-versed and, you know, white people were to the front, but it was very scary. I was like, this is real. People are going to get hurt. And different quadrants of the parade were, you know, organizing themselves differently. And, and there was an actual Vogue battle afterwards. The cops finally left and there was a beautiful Vogue battle. And there was like one DJ at the back of a truck and everyone was dancing. It was just like so inspiring and exciting to see that we don't need any of the extra stuff. We just need to gather and we need music and we need, we need dance and we need each other. I just saw they dedicated the uh, park on the East River to uh, Marsha P. Johnson, I think a couple days ago, actually, which is incredible. I, I, I hope more people yeah. know know about her. I think it was on her birthday, right? I, I hope it would be. Oh, story. That's so cool. I think so. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. It's an amazing documentary. I think it was called The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. It was on Netflix for anyone who wants to learn more. A- absolutely incredible. Very moving, inspirational story. Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. 
Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Speaking of New York City, you're in the deuce taking place in 70s New York, Times Square, back when that was, you know, the opening scene of Shaft or something. Scary place. Just full of prostitutes. Do you relate to that era? Are you a big classic rock 70s fan? My friends actually tell me that I am uh, generation fluid. (laughs) They're like sort of mocking me. But um, no, I think that I relate to like any time other than now. I love to live in the 1920s, the 1940s, the 1960s, the (laughs) 1970s, the 1980s. Like really all of You can take me all the way back to the 1400s, really. But yes, the 70s. I saw you in the nights out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I will say that the um, the 70s and like imagery from the 70s film as well uh, is definitely what made me move to New York. You know, when I was a little kid, like three years old, watching White Nights with Baryshnikov and Gregory Hines uh, or like The Turning Point, all these old dance movies where people are like broke and killing themselves with their art. My family tells me that I was like, this is beautiful when I was three. And they were like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I definitely followed my arrow. They also tell me that I uh, pointed out all of the people that were clearly hookers, strippers. And I feel like I have found a way to that aesthetic. I've actualized my celebration of those things in my life as well. <laughs> I was like watching Moulin Rouge and I was like, oh, they're so beautiful. Mom, they're princesses. And she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, you're a big film buff, right? Like, I think I read that you were kind of giving yourself your uh, a self-guided uh, cinema studies class in, in lockdown, right? Like, you've been watching a lot of films? I was. I was catching up for a while. I haven't watched any TV recently because I've just, I guess, doing life stuff, doing press for Supernova and stuff. But I really, really love a great film. I don't know a lot about anything. I'm not a facts person. I'm, like, so bad when it comes to, like, telling you all the facts about anything, really. But I am a feelings person. And when I love a movie. I love it from the inside out. Like Wizard of Oz was my favorite movie when I was a little kid and I had every Barbie of every character and the script last revised in 1939, memorized the whole thing, talked to myself every day in Wizard of Oz language. So yeah, when I love something, I love it a lot. I don't know why I'm thinking of this right now, but have you ever seen The Umbrellas of Sherberg? I have not. It's this incredible Jacques Demi movie from 1964 with Catherine Deneuve, and I forget the the other person's name in it. But it, it is it's, it's all sung. 
it's which you think kind of after a while you'd be like okay 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 but it is is so beautifully shot the melodies are absolutely amazing it, it's all the sort of jazzy early 60s pop stuff i i really think you'd like it i don't know why but i just have this vibe but i think you you really would enjoy it so if you get a chance check it okay, out Okay, i have to check it out has there been any sort of silver lining for the pandemic for you at all? I mean, have you like developed any new skills or hobbies or anything like that? Or? I think I've just written better, better songs than I've written in a while. And I have changed my life drastically. I went through an intense breakup with somebody I was with for five years, but you know, everything's for the best. And it's kind of great that it's a pressure cooker and you, you make choices instead of waiting for them to happen 10 years down the line when you're deeper into things you don't want to be in, you know? And um, I have decided to come hang out in LA and I had unemployment checks that I could donate to Black Lives Matter organizations. So there's been a lot of a lot of silver linings, I think. And I really needed this. I really wanted to go on tour. I was about to open for Alix and I had this really beautiful final rehearsal with the people in my project. And I, I'll never forget, I walked into the rehearsal and they were like, hey, are you guys like nervous? Like, this seems like this isn't gonna happen. Or like, is it smart for us to go on tour? And I was like, no, bro, we're doing this. Like, if there's two people in the audience, we're gonna play the best show ever. <laughs> and then we had a really great rehearsal and we played this song so well and with so much heart. And then I got a call right after from my manager and they were like, yeah, this is canceled. Um, <laughs> but it was great. I went out with a little bang and... Um, and I think I needed the break more than I needed the tour. I needed a second to like get my ducks in order for all the big stuff that's going to happen. And I've been really lucky to have releases during this time, which makes me feel like, you know, the world is still trucking along. And I'm confident I, or hopeful, at least, that I think we'll come out of this with better ideas than we would have had in our overworked day to day world. Absolutely. A lot more conscientious choices, much more considered choices. I agree. Yeah. I think all the change that's happened has been not all the change, obviously, like, you know, people are dying. It's a pandemic. But a lot of the social change is important regrowth. And every time things are every time there's destruction, like seeds get spread in a hurricane, you know. My last question I always ask at the end of these shows, if you could snap your fingers and have everything go back to the way it was pre pandemic, everything's over, you can do whatever you want. What's the first thing that you would do? Trips you want to take, people you want to hug, what would you do? Oh my freaking God, that's easy. I would go to the woods on a Wednesday, which is a lesbian party, and I would dance so hard. I would take my shirt off. I would have like a bra on and stuff, but I would be twerking. I would sweat until 4 a.m. I would dance on all my friends. I would make out with so many strangers and uh, I'd eat pizza afterwards. That is the most immediate and I would argue probably the best answer we've had. <laughs> Kat, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Studio Home Edition, a production of iHeartRadio. For more episodes of Inside the Studio and other shows from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.